verse 4. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. So here was an altar set up on this high place, and it said this was that great high place. So again, there were places that they would, the Lord would instruct them to set this tabernacle up, and they would offer sacrifice there. But we see the reference, you know, this uh, uh, going up, up into these, up the hill, up in the mount, up in these high places. Second Chronicles, after Kings here, Second Chronicles, uh, chapter one. And verse 3. So Solomon and all the congregation with him went to the went to the high place that was at Gibeon. For there was a tabernacle of the congregation of God, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, had made in the wilderness. So here they were going to offer sacrifice, they were going to a high place, and it was a Gibeon, and this is where the tabernacle was at this time. And the tabernacle, you know, they would, wherever the Lord led them, that's where they would go and take the tabernacle down, take it wherever the Lord led them, that's where they would, uh, uh, would set up the tabernacle, and this was the place of worship. So... Uh, we see uh, uh, high places up, mountains, and so forth and so on. Now, I, I'm not going to take the time to read it, but the word high place, uh, and apparently they referred to it that way, but it was, it was uh, referred to that way and, and thought of in that manner, high place is a place of worship so much even false worship was referred to that way. Well, they worshiped in their high places. So uh, many times, Claire, may, we may say, uh, we may uh, mistakenly uh, or in error uh, call these other places, oh, well, they go to this church or something. Well, and we use that terminology, but is a true church? Well... <laughs> But, but they did that with high places. High, we see what high places were. It was place of worship when it said the tabernacle. But it was, it was so common to use that terminology, it was even referred to that as uh, false worship even too, well, in the high places. And, and Israel was guilty of that. So now our, our text stated, in the mount of the Lord. In... And as it said, it shall be seen. In the Lord's high place, in a true place of worship, said it shall be seen. I think we can all agree on that. That's what he told Abraham. Abraham, you go to this, this certain land, you go to the mountains, and on this particular mountain, that's where you offer the sacrifice. And then again, what we read was, and in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. So, there is a, uh, 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 well, what does, that, what does that teach us? It's interesting. You can ask questions about it as far as the history, but what, is it, what does it teach us? 
build this building here, we'll build it in the valley. <laughs> the other original building, Carlos, out of Arabia, in the valley. There's a pretty good size hill behind there. Didn't build up on the hill. Built down the valley. Does that is that a problem? So where's the high places today? And when I say high places, you understand what we're saying. Place of worship. We're not talking about an altitude. It's to a high place with place of worship. So where is the place of worship today? Where is the place uh, we can offer uh, the sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips? Go to Ephesians chapter 6. And, and while we're turning there, does it make any difference where you worship today? Well, did it make any difference back then? Yes, it did. So I believe it, well, I know that it makes a difference today also. But back there, it was referred to as high places. And again, it was type and shadows. And we see, again, it was, God was very specific on this when he'd tell them to set the tabernacle up, and, and that's where they would worship. But it was referred to as high place. But again, high places were just a term synonymous with place of worship. Even they went so far as calling uh, false places of worship, they called them high places also. Ephesians 6 and verse 12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against... And Chuck, this tells us, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but this tells us where our fight is, what our fight's about. And what it's not about. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's not, that's not our battle. We're not talking about uh, uh, missiles and guns and knives and sabers and bows and, and spears and things of that nature. It says we... We wrestle not against flesh and blood. This tells us that that's not our battle. It's not that. Well, what then? But against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness. So we see, uh, no, we're not, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. That's not, uh, that's not it. That's not where our, our home is. But it tells us, this is what we fight against. And Sandy, it tells us where? In high places. And we're not talking about literal flesh and blood that we fight against. So we're not talking about a literal high place as far as altitude. We're talking about place of worship. We're talking about worship. That's where our battle is against spiritual wickedness in our worship, in our place of worship. That's where our fight, that's where our battle is. In uh, Ephesians also, in the first chapter, we won't see the word high here, same, same word, uh, but it's translated differently there. 
translated heavenly, but uh, Ephesians 1 and 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Where? In heavenly places or high places. He blessed us with spiritual blessings in high places. And then it, it, it doesn't stop there. It, it, tell, it goes ahead and puts the nail in and it says, in Christ. So this takes away all doubt. He blessed us with spiritual blessings, this place where we have this spiritual fight against spiritual wickedness, in high places and heavenly places, and it says in Christ. And we know the church is the body of Christ. We won't take time to go read all that. Colossians is a good place to, to read that, but many places. But the church is the body of Christ. The church is the high place. The church is the place of spiritual blessings. The church is the place of sacrifice. The church is the place of worship in Christ. The church is the body of Christ. So, in the Old Testament, back even before the tabernacle, God told Abraham, you go to this particular place, and there you'll worship and offer the sacrifice. Israel, God would lead him with that tabernacle and said, okay, you pitch it here. This is where you're sacrificed. This is where you worship. And then they built the temple. And all Israel's waiting for is that location again to, to rebuild that temple. That's all they're waiting for. I don't think it's going to be too far off. There's going to be kind of a piece over there. And, and they'll probably say, Israel, you can give up a little bit of this, and you can have this little piece of land to build your temple and offer your sacrifices. That's off my lesson, but I think it's coming very shortly. Uh, but anyway, here we see now the type and the shadow. Now, spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ in the church. Now, In the Old Testament, could Abraham just have uh, worshipped and offered this sacrifice anywhere? Sin is not what God told him. Very specific, Shayla, where he told him. You go to this land, these mountains, this particular mountain. You couldn't worship just anywhere. Now, today. Helen, that's what's important to you and I. We learn from that, but what's important is today. Can we worship just anywhere? I know if you take a Gallup poll or all those different polls, everybody will say, well, sure, you can worship anywhere. But what does the scripture teach us? It's not popular. But this heavenly place, this high place, this place of worship is in Christ, in the Lord's church. And I know there was lots of disagreement about it. And it really, that kind of gets into priesthood too because the priest offered sacrifices and, and there's this big debate for many years. Is the priesthood of the church or priesthood of the believer? Don't hear too much about it anymore, the terminology. But the, the disagreement's still there. And, and I certainly think it's, it's uh, uh, very clear. It's priesthood of the church. This is where the sacrifice, this is where the worship. Now, before I forget, let me make this statement. This building is not the church. We call it that, and we shouldn't. Betty, I, I call it that, and, but, but we shouldn't. It's a church building. It's a place where the church meets, but the church is made up of living stones. 
because the Lord sets in on his time schedule. But the church and the Lord's true churches are high places. They're places of worship. So he said he blessed them with all spiritual blessings in high places, in heavenly places, in Christ. Claire made there's really no argument there. there. There's just no room for argument. We may not like it. I didn't like it. I'll never forget all in the old building. Betty, I sat, I think, about one seat back from where you're sitting out in the old building, and, and Austin would talk about the, the, the church and everything, and I thought, you know, that's kind of rude. He makes me feel like an outsider. It's just kind of rude. And he kept talking about the church and in Christ and all that and, and the blessings in Christ. And I just thought that's kind of, more, that, that's, that's kind of rude. And Austin was a very polite uh, man, as you well know. And Claire, I, I thought, well, that, that's kind of rude. He makes me uncomfortable. He makes me feel like an outsider. And then finally, Chuck, one day, the Lord revealed to me, I was. <laughs> I was an outsider. It wasn't Austin. It was the scriptures. <clears throat> and then uh, uh, the Lord began to open my eyes, and he brought me to a high place. The scripture says, as many as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So baptism is the method that the Lord used to bring his sheep in his time period and his time schedule into the high place, the only acceptable place to offer acceptable sacrifices, according to the scriptures. Again, Abraham couldn't offer just anywhere. Israel couldn't offer just anywhere. And neither can we. It's the high place. It's the place of worship. Now, again, this building is not that place. This building is where we meet. Claire May, whenever we go our separate ways today, we're still part of this building, this living stone. So, Bill, we can still worship. I had some people one time get a little long and... Uh, Talking to them and, and uh, this church had had a lot of fellowship with them and they were kind of going, uh, I think, another direction or whatever. But they was trying to say the only time that the church is led by the comforter is when they're all assembled together. Now, Betty, we may teach it and it might be good for attendance, which we could use. But we teach a lie in order to get results. And they said, yeah, the only time, the only time we're led by the Holy Spirit is when we're all assembled together, every, every one of them. So, Debbie, you wouldn't want to be the one called not to lead by the Comforter, so you've got to be here every time we meet. And Debbie is, by the way, but, uh, 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 but anyway, it's good for attendance. But I asked him a question, and I don't know, how does that sound to you? <laughs> the only time we're led by the Spirit is when we're all assembled together. And I said, you know, I've got a problem with that. And hell, you know of these people also. But I said, you know, I've got a, a problem with that. I said, uh, if the only time I'm led by the comforter is when we're assembled together, whenever I'm at home preparing a lesson, if I'm not led by the Spirit, Bill, the only thing left is the energy of the flesh. <laughs> so we got a problem there, Claire May. So anyway, we had some other conversation about that. But anyway, but, but uh, the high place, place of worship, the church, this is the Lord's doing. This is what the Lord's teaching. And, and 
I'm going to run out of time here. But it's okay to ask why, not in questioning God, but it's okay to ask why in curiosity that you will understand more, and it's good to do that. So, back there, well, God, why did you make Abraham travel all that way to offer in that uh, high place? Why did Israel have to do it only on a particular place where you'd tell them to set the temple up? It's okay in curiosity to ask it, but today, Lord, why? is the only acceptable place in your high place, in your heavenly places, in Christ, in the church. Why? Not questioning. Don't ask any questions. It's okay to say, in curiosity, well, Lord, by the way, and we can, and he tells us, we can understand this. And, and I'm going to do this quickly. John 14, 26. And, and the reason is, uh, and maybe I don't, you know, we'll, we'll do it real quickly. Uh, let me just tell you the reason. And, and it'll make sense because you say, well, no, well, why? Why can't we just worship anywhere? And again, I'm not talking about a physical location where it's in a valley or on the side of a hill or in this building. I'm talking about in the body of Christ, in his church. Why there? Why, why is that the only acceptable place uh, of worship? And it's because of that comfort. It's because of that spirit. In John 14 and 26 this comfort, by the way, this comforter, we won't have time to read about it, but we can read about it in Acts, the first and second chapter. The comforter, the Spirit of God, was placed in his church on the day of Pentecost. Like it or not, that's where he placed it, in his, in his body, in his church, on the day of Pentecost. That's where it is. So now, in John 14, 26, but the comforter, who is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatever I've said unto you. This comforter is placed in this church, and that's what's going to teach us. Now, I realize the Lord begins to open our eyes and begins to teach us before he brings us in, but it still comes to the church. John 15, 26, real quickly. But when the comforters come, this is the Lord uh, prophesying about the comfort that would come whenever he lived. But when the comforters come, whom I will send to you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he shall testify of me. That's why it's in the church. That's where he placed the comforter to lead God and direct. 16 and, and 13. Nevertheless, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. So here's this comforter that he places in the body of Christ, in the heavenly place, in the high place, to lead God and direct into all truth, to glorify him. That's where it is, in that high place. That's why even logically we can understand, well, why, why is the, the church the place of worship? We can understand it logically because that's where he put his spirit. That's what leads God and directs us into all the truth. And again, Cindy, I'm well aware that before the Lord brings in a church, he begins to open our eyes and, and, and give us some understanding out there would have no desire to, to be in the church. I, I, and everybody has little different circumstances. I remember... Austin would, would talk about the church and give an invitation. I kept thinking, well, I need to know more first. 
And Carlos, I don't know how long this went on, but I wanted to, but I needed to know more first. I wanted to know more first. And then as I began to understand, the comforter is in the church. The comforter is what leads, guides, and directs into all truth. That's what I was wanting. And I thought, well, that's, that's where I need to be, and that's where, the Lord, that's where the Lord brought me, in the high place, in the place of worship. So we've got 30 seconds <laughs> to answer the other, the other questions. I said, well, you know, the high place. What is the high place? Well, the high place is a place of worship. But our lesson says, in the mouth of the Lord, it shall be seen. In the high place, it shall be seen. We understand, uh, uh, well, what it's saying. But in the high place, it shall be seen. In the church, it shall be seen. We understand why. Because that's where the comforter's at. The comforter leads God and directs into truth. It glorifies Jesus Christ. So now, uh, again, apologize, we're out of time. But what shall be seen? We've got to at least mention it. What shall be seen? It can only be seen from this place of worship. And again, the Lord may begin to open your eyes before he sets you in there. But it can only be seen from this place of worship. It says, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. And what's going to be seen there? And I don't have time to read it. But in that 22nd chapter of Genesis, where was that? If you'd read those first 14 verses there, that's where God told Abraham, offer your son, go to this, this land in the mountains, or a particular mountain, you offer your son there. So there's going to be a sacrifice. But then what did he do? He had uh, Isaac on the wood, well, before that, they were going up into this mountain. The men stayed behind. Isaac and Abraham and, and, and Isaac said, well, so the father said we got the wood uh, for the sacrifice. We got the fire, but where's the lamb? Isaac knew. Isaac had been taught there's got to be a blood sacrifice. Where is it? Of course, Abraham, thinking, you know, you're it, didn't say that. He said, God will provide himself a lamb. And by the way, that... I didn't mention it, but when it says, uh, and Abraham called, this back in Genesis 22, 14, and Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh means the Lord will provide or the Lord will see to it. The Lord will see to it. And that's why Abraham called it Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will see to it. Well, when they went up and, and he told uh, Isaac, he said, God will provide himself a lamb. I don't think Abraham knew yet what was going to happen. He was prepared to offer, what we know, prepared to offer Isaac. He had the knife drawn, ready to cut his throat. The Lord stopped him. There's a a ram caught in the thickets by its horns. Abraham was taken off the fire. This ram was put on there, or Isaac was taken off the fire by Abraham. The ram was put on there, sacrificed in the place of Isaac. And... That's what that story is about, and he offers that sacrifice, uh, the burnt offering, instead of his son. And then it says, And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, and said to this day, In the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. So, Clara May, what shall be seen? The substitution. Isaac was taken off, 
this ram was, was substituted for him. That can be seen in the place of worship. John, remember uh, uh, John, uh, uh, the, uh, John the Baptist, his disciples following him, and, and uh, uh, John saw Jesus coming. And he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Revelation said Jesus Christ was as a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Jesus is that Lamb of God. You and I were fit for condemnation, fit for destruction. The Lamb of God was substituted for us. Now, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Clara, may you go out into the world. They talk about Jesus and everything. And what a good person he was. And he was a martyr and he laid the, you know, the, the, the path for us to walk in. But they don't see it. And the man of the Lord, it shall be seen. What shall be seen? That Jesus. God will see to it. Uh, Romans 5th chapter, verse 12, tells us that, that uh, uh, death and sin was passed down from Adam. We're all descendants of Adam. We're all a fallen race. But Terry, God will see to it. Most places don't see that. Most places you go, they say, well, you have to take the first step. You have to be good. All these things you have to do, not God will see to it. You have to see to it. Glory's the place where we go on vacation. Jesus is coming. Are you ready? Helen, I need to do, I need to get me a can of spray. That really bugs me. I should go down there and put graffiti on it. The Lord will see to it. The Lord will provide. But see, that, it gives the name down there, every person that's done that, but that, that's not from a high place. That's not from a true place of worship because they don't see it. In the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. So I pray the Lord uh, will, will continue to open our eyes and, and cause us to see. And I, I know people say, well, it doesn't make any difference whether you're in church or not. And a lot feel that way. I used to feel that way. A lot feel that way. But I, I have a question that I like to ask people. Then why did the Lord establish his church? Answer that for me and we'll talk. If you can't answer that for me, I'm going to go with what it says here. The Lord established his church. He shed his blood for his church. And in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word. You're dismissed.